Hello everyone, welcome back to the prep updates. So I didn't actually do one last week and I do apologise. As I said on the podcast on Friday, um, I try, I, I tinkered with a messing, I tinkered with a winning formula, which you should never do. I, I tried to shift it to Tuesday to do the updates because that's when I get my feedback from my coach. And I thought it makes more sense because then I can give you like an update on what we've what we've discussed, because I essentially go to him and my feedback. It's a little bit different, I guess, from like when a client checks in with me. Obviously, I'm more heavy on the calling the shots, let's say, obviously, because clients aren't expected to know what to do. Clients provide me with the feedback. I provide them with the suggestions and, and what I want the plan of action to be for the week. With my coach, obviously, it's a little bit different because I know what I'm doing. So I essentially go to him with, this is my data, this is what's happened, um, this is how I'm feeling, this is what I'm thinking, and then he'll give me his kind of outside view on it, he'll green light what I've suggested, um, you know, or he'll maybe push me a bit harder than what I've suggested, or sometimes he'll tell me to pull back, so it's a little bit different, but I just thought if I do it after that, it makes more sense, but it didn't work, <laughs> it just didn't work. Tuesdays are a bit unpredictable, because I don't set time limits on my check-ins. Like if a client needs five minutes, they need five minutes. If they need 20 minutes, they need 20 minutes. Like it depends what they've got going on. So check-in times do vary. So it's really hard to predict what time I'm gonna finish on a Tuesday. So anyway, long story short, we're back to the Monday updates. Now, the, the sound you've probably noticed is nowhere near as good because I'm actually in the Canary Islands at the moment. Um, I'm here for the next week. So not on holiday as such, just got sick and tired with the weather and I'm very blessed that my grandparents have had this like um, little holiday home thing in Fertiventura for the last since I was a teenager so I've, I've come out here quite a few times so I just I packed my bags and I thought you know what if I'm going to be working hard and prepping for the shoot I might as well do it in the sunshine so I'm here for a week uh, but I didn't have space in my bag to bring the microphone so I am doing this through the laptop so hopefully it doesn't sound too terrible, um, but needs must, and I wanted to provide you with an update. So really, I've got a couple of weeks to update you on. The The previous week, I won't do in too much detail because it was a long time ago, and I can't really remember what happened that far ago, to be honest. But on week seven, um, I made an effort that weekend to get out and stay connected. So like I said previously, I'm definitely guilty when I'm going through this sort of process sometimes to isolate myself because I want to just do the best job and avoid temptation. But at the end of the day, like I coach clients with flexible dieting and I'm a massive believer in it. So one of the things that I said to myself this time is I'm not going to let myself go down that route. And I think it stems from, I used to follow a lot of bodybuilders. I've worked alongside a lot of really higher level bodybuilders, you know, as a colleague um, in, in the different gyms that I've worked in. And I just naturally fall into their patterns when I'm doing it for myself because I've seen how they lived. Um, but obviously it's a bit different because I'm not doing this to get on stage and compete. I'm doing this to be the best version of me and the happiest version of me at the end of it. And I need to make sure that I'm embodying um, the messages that I put out on social media and how I coach my clients. I want to walk that process uh, because I know that it's better for me mentally as well. So rather than locking myself away, Knowing that I was coming away on my own uh, for, for this week, I basically made an effort to make a full weekend of plans. I went to see my mum and then I had a Sunday and it was it was lovely. I went and met one of my best friends in Cambridge for brunch, 
we had shakshuka uh and then i went over to another friend who is actually his sister uh she made me a roast dinner and then a few of us went to the cinema and i had pick and mix i had popcorn it was great uh all factored into to a weekly hire day probably actually in a little bit of a surplus by the end of the day i went a couple of hundred calories over but not the end of the world um and it was fantastic and you know, like I am actually really happy with how flexible I'm managing to be this prep and still make great progress. A big part of it does come down to how active I am. So, you know, I'm keeping myself very active, not just to burn calories, but also just because it's good for my headspace. And I find it keeps me much more motivated. Um, so I am pushing myself on the activity front. And I think that's where a lot of people sometimes fall down with flexible dieting is oh, I've got a busy weekend of socials. So I'm not doing the activity. And it's like, well, you, you kind of, it doesn't mean that flexible dieting doesn't mean that everything goes out the window and just do what you want. Like it's, it's flexible dieting. It's not do what you want dieting. Um, and I think, I think keeping your activity levels up, you know, going out for your walk, still getting your gym sessions in is a massive part of it because obviously it keeps the energy balance equation in check as well. Um, so really happy with that. It was a lovely Sunday. Felt well connected. I did actually see a big weight spike for a few days after that. Um, I think the pick and mix, the roast dinner and the shakshuka are all obviously quite carb heavy. There's quite a bit of salt in there as well. Calories were definitely, you know, like the, the brunch place we went to, the shakshuka wasn't a huge portion. It's easy to track and it's actually quite a lean dish. It's literally, you know, a couple of eggs with some tomatoes and herbs. So that was fine. The roast dinner was homemade, easy to track, wasn't a big portion, didn't go for seconds. Um, and then the pick and mix I tracked as well. So I knew my calories were good, but my carbohydrates were really high because obviously pick and mix is just pure glucose. And I did have 200 grams of pick and mix, which is a decent amount of pick and mix. I think it was like 900 calories worth of pick and mix in the end. Um, but because my carbohydrates went so high, I saw my scale weight spike by like 0 0.7, 0 0.8 kilos for a good three days. But by the end of the week, it then dropped back down and I comfortably hit uh, a PB. So it was, you know, it, it wasn't a, a worrying thing to see. Like I knew rationally that my calories were good. I'd done my activity. It was just sodium, just carbohydrates and probably a little bit of salt influencing it. So what happened was I started last Monday, the 19th of February at 85.6. And by Saturday, like the 24th, so literally five days later, I was 84.2. So having that influx of carbohydrates and a good bit of downtime with my friends probably actually just helped me drop a little bit of stress as well and then as I went through the week my weight just fell um and then this morning I was I was still at 84.2 um I'll, I'll talk about the weekend just gone it was quite eventful actually from a dieting perspective in a second but yeah so I'm starting this week at 84.2 which is joint lowest that I've been so far so it's always good to be starting on Monday at the lowest or joint lowest um, and not seeing any regression over the weekend, despite actually having a little bit of flexibility this weekend. And it was quite a challenging one. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I think the weekend just gone was probably one of my most challenging so far from a mental perspective. Um, and well, a discipline willpower perspective, obviously. I mean, I'd, right, I'll, I'll run you through it. I'm on the topic now, aren't I? So essentially I traveled on Saturday um, and I, I was aiming to keep the day fairly lean. I did my cardio in the morning. I had an omelette, had um, some yogurt and fruit before I went to the airport. And then I took a couple of protein bars. And my plan was just to have a couple of protein bars on the way if I, if I got peckish. Um, and then there's a where, where my nan's place is in Fertiventura. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. 
there's not much around here um, in, t in terms of like restaurants and stuff at that time of night. So I didn't land until nine o'clock. But there is a Indian restaurant that's open on the corner until about 11, I'm going to say. But by the time I got there, so I'd planned out what I was going to have. I looked at the menu. I did a little bit of planning ahead. I was like, right, I'll get some tandoori chicken, some boiled rice, some Bombay potatoes, um, and that'll be my dinner. So I, I kind of planned that out. When I got there, I ordered and he said, because it was late, it was like quarter to 10 or something. They they'd basically turned everything off. Um, and he, he wasn't prepared to fire up the tandoor uh, grill. Oh, it's a grill, isn't it? Or a stone or, or something. Um, he wasn't prepared to fire it up for just one person. So he said that I just had to have what they had. Now, I was very, very hungry by this point. Like, I hadn't really had a meal since midday and I'd been sat on a plane. I'd done a lot of steps walking around the airport. And yeah, I was hungry. And then I was in an Indian. It smelled amazing. <laughs> and he was he was just saying that I basically had like four choices. Thankfully, vegetable rice was one of them. Bombay potatoes was the other. So that was two of the things that I had actually chosen, luckily. But then the other, the, the protein part of it uh, was a curry. Uh, but luckily, he did have uh, vindaloo left. And generally speaking, the spicier the curry, the leaner it is because it's more chilies and tomato and herbs rather than cream and butter. But yeah, so I had a curry. Um with some Bombay potatoes and rice. And it, it did, it, I was planning to go through without a high day last weekend, but that just scuffled it. And I was so hungry. I was like, I, I just need it. And then obviously when someone's putting a curry in front of you and that is literally genuinely the only thing available. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have it. Um, so I probably went up to about 2,700 calories. Um, obviously not high, it's not like a 4,000 calorie day or something like that. Uh, but then, yeah, started again Monday at the same weight as I was Saturday morning. So it caused a little bit of a fluctuation, but nothing too much. And now I'm ready to press on. But that that was tough. That was tough because I was like, oh, I'd planned this out. Um, and then I was literally just, it was the curry or nothing. I was so hungry at that point. That was just a ton of it. I think even if it's, it said korma, I probably would have said yes at that point because I was so hungry. And that's like, you know, a firm reminder in terms of like controlling your environment. And when you are out of your normal routine, you've just got to be careful with, with stuff like that. Uh, if you are trying to stick to a diet, try and plan ahead as much as possible. And even when you do plan ahead, sometimes you're gonna have to exert your your willpower as much as possible. But then um, Sunday was also quite a challenging day. So yesterday I found it, it was quite tough. So I, I went for a workout, I was on the beach and there was just, you know, the, the, old, the old part of me or the part of me that I'm having to subdue for this photo shoot prep was very much like it was the uh, the Carabao Cup final and there was a lot of Brits and cold beer and cheap beer everywhere. And there was just a part of me that just wanted to sit there in the sun, drink five pints, watch the football and, and you know, not worry too much about anything. <laughs> but I didn't. I stayed strong. I really wanted to, but I didn't because I'm staying firm with my alcohol promise and I'm obviously staying firm with the photo shoot prep. And I know that that wouldn't really have been in line with, with what I really value right now. But there was a lot of future pacing. There was a lot of how am I actually going to feel tomorrow if I go and do that? Like there, there was a strong urge in me to do it. And I woke up this morning, I had a really good day, um, sat on the beach, had a lovely picnic, plenty of fruit, protein, fresh food, sat in the sun, listened to a podcast, planned my week, took a nice walk home along the coast, had an early night and woke up this morning so, so glad that I didn't give in to that temptation. I would have been 
you know, I would have been frustrated with myself for sure. And I know like life is short and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But the amount of times I've sat in Ventura, drank pints and watched the football, it, it, you know, that's happened a lot over my life. Um, and obviously, like, it is just the next four or five months of, of staying really disciplined, doing the photo shoot, not even that now, it's like 15 weeks. And after that, I know that I've got Glastonbury and I've got, you know, another little trip is a bit of a reward after the shoot. So it's just future pacing and pulling out, you know, the rehearsal where it's like, what do I actually gain from this right now? And is it in line with what I most value? And am I just going to be able to do this after the photo shoot, having feel feeling really proud um, of, of, you know, all the effort that I've put in and then be able to do it and enjoy it and, and you know, not have the photo shoot idea looming over me. But it was a tough day, put it that way. There was a lot. I was having to really contract the willpower muscles. I had to stay disciplined, but I was so glad this morning when I woke up. But thankfully, Lidl opened today and I went down, got my food shop. I'm all prepped for the week. And now I'm looking forward to smashing a good week of training. There's a great gym out here. It's a bodybuilding, boxing style gym. Really good. Um, nice walk along the coast to get there as well. I'm actually off to train as soon as I finish this podcast. So now I'm going to work hard with the prep, the business, coaching, everything as normal this week. And then I'm going to take Friday afternoon until Monday morning kind of off grid. It's my second digital detox off grid weekend and I have got a couple of maintenance days that I'm going to take back to back this week as well so I've got a nice weekend coming up I'm gonna have a little bit of flexibility I'll probably have a couple of dinners out go for some nice fish you know have someone cook for me a couple of times this weekend and put my feet up a little bit um, and then back to the UK so that's where we're at that's (laughs) that's some of the flexibility that I've had over the couple of weeks and I feel like I want to talk about that stuff more because obviously I could just sit here and tell you my steps, my calories, my cardio. But if I do that every week, it's going to get a bit boring, isn't it? Let's be honest. But yeah, the, the, there's been a few moments where I've had to really contract the willpower muscle over the last week, put it that way. But still on track. There hasn't been any regression. And just as a bit of a, I guess, a summary um, of, of, you know, we're coming up to the end of February. We're, we're at the end of week eight, which is kind of like a nice little place to, to do a little bit of a reflection. So five and a half kilos in eight weeks. I'm happy with that. Could it be maybe a kilo quicker? Probably. Had I not gone to Hamburg, you know, had I not had the odd maintenance day here and there where I've gone for cinema and pick and mix and obviously now a curry on Saturday. Could I be a kilo further ahead than I am? Probably, yeah. But do I think that I would have been as consistent with the whole process, had I not had those bits of flex? Probably not. Um, Do I think I would be enjoying it as much as I am? Probably not. Do I think that I would be way more food focused and making a list of all the things that I was gonna do in excess after the photo shoot? Probably. So learning from past mistakes and learning from, you know, the the whole art of flexible dieting and breaking the journey up a little bit is, is really starting to pay off now this year because yeah, okay, I could be a kilo further ahead, but I'm in a really good place mentally. I'm not counting down the days until it's done. I'm enjoying it. I'm not actually, you know, I've got the odd day here and there where hunger and energy has been a bit high and, you know, there's been a bit of anxiety here and there, but that's, you know, more so because of things that I was doing with my nutrition by accident with like the fat intake and stuff. But overall, compared to last time, like I'm genuinely in a much, much better place with it. And I think it's just, you know, the more times you do this sort of thing, the more experienced you get and and you reflect on what you did last time and, and make sure you don't repeat the same pattern. So, I'm happy with the fact that I'm five and a half kilos down in eight weeks with everything that I've done in those eight weeks. I've been very flexible. I've had, you know, a good bit of fun. Um, 
do I want to go a little bit quicker in March? Now, yes, that is now the plan. So March is actually going to be quite a tricky month as well, to be fair, because the so first weekend in March is whilst I'm in Fertiventura, and that's kind of like my digital detox. That'll be fairly easy, although there will be a couple of meals out. But next weekend, so the weekend of the 8th, I'm taking my mum to London on the Friday to Gordon Ramsay, one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants for her Christmas present. Then on the Saturday, I'm going to a house party, and that's kind of like my second alcohol-related event of the year, uh, which is also my birthday weekend, because it's my birthday on Monday, the 11th of March. So there's a few things next weekend that I'm going to have to manage. Um, and then the, the aim for March is I actually... I'm hoping by the 1st of March this week, I'll be into the 83s, because I'm at 84.2 now, so you would expect I'll be into the 83s by the 1st of March then the aim for March is to get into the 79s. So three and a half kilos I'm going to aim to lose in March at least. Three and a half to four kilos is the aim. So it's going to need to be a big month, uh, but that will leave me definitely just ahead of schedule, ready to, to beat what I've done over the last little push in April and May. Um, so yeah, we're on track just about. Definitely haven't got too much wiggle room for too much flexibility, but things are going well. And for five and a half kilos in eight weeks, with like I say, all things considered, I'm definitely very happy with it. Um, so yeah, all good. I think if I was to give you one thing that's making this prep easier than my last, it's looking after my stress and recovery better. Setting firmer boundaries, not not necessarily just with work, but just with stuff in general, and just being very protective over how much comes into the calendar that's going to involve me being on the go. Um, and just being very protective of my stress and recovery. And again, I know I don't have to be this firm with my recovery and stress long term, but at the end of the day, I'm training a lot and I'm not eating enough to fuel the recovery from it because that's what a calorie deficit is. So I think if I look back on my last prep, uh, you know, I, I was much more stressed and that made the whole thing a lot harder than it is this time. Um, and yeah, like, if I didn't have full control over my calendar, it wouldn't be as easy, but I am still busy. Like, you know, like I do still have a lot of things spinning that I need to get done. Obviously with running a business as a one man band, there are a lot of hats to wear and, and, you know, I do pride myself on making sure my clients have always got a good service and get the best out of me. And there are a lot of things there that I'm having to manage. So it's more, I guess, being very selective with the social invites and very selective with how I spend my weekends and, my evenings, making sure I get to bed on time, all that sort of stuff. I think that's probably the one thing that's making it a little bit easier than last time. Well, a lot easier than last time at this point. I'm sure I'm sure as I get leaner, the challenges will come. Generally speaking, the leaner you get, the harder it gets. So I'm sure it's going to come. But right now, I feel good. I'm in a good place and uh, ready to keep pushing, ready for another month of, of big progress. So that is a rundown on where we're at. Um, moving forward into the next week, as I say, because I'm in Fertiventura, probably going to be a slightly less aggressive week because I will have a couple of back-to-back -back high days on my digital detox weekend. And then it's probably, we're going to turn the notch up a little bit, probably back end, well, after my birthday weekend, there'll probably then be a three-week real quite intense push with things over the, the back end of March. So I'm sure the enthusiasm is going to leave my voice pretty soon. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Right, so that is everything I believe I wanted to say. Any questions, any comments, anything you would like to know about what I'm up to that I've not actually covered, let me know. As always, happy to share the details. But that's week eight, on to week nine, and I will be updating you next week.